Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is the business of sports. Let's talk Super Bowl and Fox Sports. Every single thing that occurs, I want people to remember this is a business. Guaranteed money isn't necessarily guaranteed. Michael Barr. How high can these valuations go? Scott Soshnank. Duke. Everybody loves rooting against him, right? Evan Novi williams Off the field, the NBA has never been buzzier. And the leaders in the sports industry. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. The CEO of Oracle, Mark Hurd. Jared Smith, president of Ticketmaster. Mindy race car driver, Elio Castroneves. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Sosh. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Now, yes... <laughs> The Seattle Seahawks are out of the playoffs. And yes, Marshawn Lentz came back briefly uh, as a running back uh, out of retirement. three touchdowns in three games, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He has some financial advice for the young up-and-coming players in the NFL. Give a listen. While y'all at it right now, take care of y'all bodies. You know what I mean? Don't take care of y'all chicken. You feel me? Don't take care of y'all mentals because, look, we ain't lasting that long. Um... You know, I had a couple of players that I played with that, you know what I mean, they no longer here no more. They no longer. So, I mean, you feel me? Start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, and y'all chicken for when y'all, you know, ready to walk away. You walk away and you be able to do what you want to do. There it is. You be able to do what you want to do. Now, I've heard it called cheese. I've heard it called bread. I've never heard it called chicken. I have heard it called chicken. You have? Yes, I have. I have heard it called chicken. Now, I know... People are out there like, oh, Marshawn. But he's got a point. It's, it's He says it in a hip way, but he's got a point. Maybe the players will listen. Uh, who better than an elder statesman who's had success in the league? And by the way, I think it's good that a guy has sort of peaked at retirement. And I don't mean peaked at, hit the top of. I mean peaked at, looked at. The fact that he's away from the game and understands, like, all right, um, I didn't get a paycheck. I've got nothing to do. Uh, I don't know why he came back. Chance to win? I don't know. Does he need the money? I don't know. But many have tried to tell the younger players, take care of y'all chicken, and sometimes they don't listen. And and keep in mind, too, as you know, Marshawn Lynch is not a talkative person to the media. So for him to say that. Well, the question was, are you coming back next year? Yeah. Clearly, this is a message he wanted to right. deliver. Right. He wasn't asked about what. what's your advice to younger players. Yeah, I'll be the skeptic here real quick. Oops, skeptic. Um, skeptic Evan. If Tim Duncan losing $20 million isn't the thing that makes players realize, oh, I need to be smart with my money, I don't think Marshawn Lynch talking after a game is going to be the thing that, that does it, personally. Um, you know, Marshawn Lynch has done some cool things after or in the middle of his, between his playing days, right? He has a, he has a clothing company. Yeah. Um, but it, it's as a journalist, I love having him back. <laughs> I love watching his press conferences. You know, I don't think every journalist would feel that way, but uh, from sitting from afar, you know, I like these. Well, on to the football bar, though. We've got four teams left. We'll call it the semifinals, final four, whatever you want. What excites you? Uh, well, first of all, I better say this because Linda, who is a huge 49ers fan. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, if they go to the gosh. Super Bowl, uh, you're going to have to yes, drop some points. my goodness. <laughs> 
49ers against the Green Bay Packers for the NFC title. Kansas City. Two, maybe, but let's say what? That, those are two big brands. Oh, yeah. Those oh, are, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, NFL got to be very happy with Green Bay and San Francisco. There's some tuning in with that. Yeah. And then uh, for the AFC, Kansas City, and probably the surprise, Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans, because they knocked off Baltimore. I didn't see that coming at all. Right. A lot of people did. But you'll be very happy to learn that I now do know Derrick Henry. There you go. So, and that, I mean, from the NFL's perspective, this seems like the fact that he wasn't sort of, uh, was it just me missing it? But he should have been, he's pretty exciting, big, I mean, 240 well, pounds. Yeah, but now 240 pounds, 4540, almost 200 yards in all those playoff games. What, why, where are you? Have you, have you watched guy? his high school highlights, by the way? God, God, no. <laughs> I, I believe he, I, the number, I may be wrong on this, I believe he rushed for over over 13,000 yards in high yeah. school. Yeah, he did. Which is... <laughs> Many of them over, insane. right over defenders. And if you look at the videos, yeah, he looks like he looks like he, like a video game where you get one player who's massive, right? He looks like he's eight feet tall. <laughs> um, I was surprised, actually, the, the and Barr, you can comment on this too, the, the point spread in both these games, over a touchdown. Yeah. Um, as as good as these matchups seem to be, especially that NFC one, um, I, when was the last time that both the the, the semifinals NFL games were were supposed to be over a especially touchdown difference? A Green Bay being the underdog by a touchdown, uh, that surprised me. I don't know anything about these games. You know, me. I, I, yeah, I, don't I mean, watch. The, the I have NFL, no idea. But I, I'll say, take the points. The NFL has been <laughs> has been blessed by you know very few blowouts in this postseason, right? A couple of overtime games, a lot of games that were one score, even the the big blowout yesterday when the Chiefs beat the Texans, which turned out to be a blowout, they were down so much at the beginning that it ended up being a, a very compelling game. Something um, happened think, yeah, go ahead. That, that never happened in the NFL playoffs before. I'm sorry to interrupt. But a team down by 20 or more wins the game by 20 or more. Right. That well, never happened. No, but you know what's something that has happened. But what's the most interesting part of of the entire game that we're, that you're just talking about there? That you're watching scoring. No, well, you are watching scoring, but what's the interesting part, Bart? Well, and you obviously didn't see this. Ready? Yeah. The, I hear do you this. know the Chiefs ran out of fireworks? Oh yeah. The Chiefs ran out of touchdown fireworks because they scored so many darn points. <laughs> how do you run out of fireworks? It can't happen. Score fifty one points. I don't That's care. how it happened. You gotta be ready for triple digits on the scoreboard. You cannot run out of fireworks. You, you had the crowd just say boom and then we're good to go. Hey, you had, you know, the message on the scoreboard, sorry, we ran out of fireworks. Can't <sighs> can't happen. Give me a little Tony Romo, by the way. Hey, talk about chicken. Yeah, talk, yeah. talk about taking care of chicken. chicken. He uh, he wants to become the uh, the highest paid, and he just might be uh, in terms of being in the booth. Yeah, the reports that that ESPN or you know Disney is going to offer him what would be the biggest broadcasting contract, I believe, in sports history, ten to fourteen million dollars to try to lure him away from from CBS. Um, it seems pretty clear that he is in high high demand right now. Uh, I, I think a lot of that is going to depend on maybe what. Disney, ABC, ESPN are able to do in terms of NFL rights. I don't think he would leave CBS to go to, to ESPN right now, given what they have, just that Monday night piece and, and, and that playoff game. But if ABC ends up with a bigger chunk, I could I could see a, I could see that being a more alluring move for, for Tony Romo. Well, I would also say, how do you leverage him? One, you get the games, yes. Yep. Two, the importance of the shoulder programming. Two, ESPN more so than CBS. They have so many hours of shoulder programming around the NFL. And then, by the way, let's not dismiss the golf. 
Yeah. Does Tony Romo appear on the golf coverage as well? I mean, CBS actually has the, has the master. For sure. So how else do you utilize him? I don't think this is going to be just one of those, okay, you be your top analyst and pay you this money. There's going to be a, a broader encompassing deal for him with other sports and other programs. I feel like the, the perception of Tony Romo, the announcer, has changed a bit. Recently, right in the in the beginning when he was in his rookie year announcing, you know, a lot of people hated what he was doing, right? And now I feel like the praise is almost universal. The, the backlash for Tony Romo, um, which existed, I think, a lot in his when he was predicting plays and maybe ruining some things, um, that seems to have dissipated. A bit. I don't know if he's toned it down or I, if, I don't, or if I, I don't people are just so. appreciating. I mean, what did he say yesterday? It was like, well, if they're going to get back in this, they got to get the ball to Travis Kelsey. I mean, if you're right, you're right. It's I think he works hard. Yeah, it's not. It's not easy. I think this may be a bit of a game changer here to some analysts. I'm not saying others don't work hard, but it really seems like he prepares for the broadcast as he was the quarterback for both teams. Yeah, if you, I, I think especially if you have a a recently retired player who is as cerebral as he is, I think that makes for incredibly compelling. Yeah, play calling, right? And, yeah. and the, the same way that Alex Rodriguez, I think, does does such a great job because half the pitchers he's talking about, he actually faced. Right, he remembers every single one of his at bats. Right, he knows exactly what they they throw O two, etc. Um, and and it makes me kind of wonder what Tony Romo's shelf like might might be. Right, if ten years from now, if he's you know fifteen years removed from the NFL, and suddenly Pat Mahomes retires, and now Pat Mahomes wants to do this, I wonder if if the future is just recently retired, eloquent, cerebral athlete no, knows all the who, players. Yeah, knows who, the, who knows the players gotcha. knows, and knows the way the league works in this exact moment. But can we agree that nobody tunes into the games because of the broadcasters? I don't. I think I, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Okay, all right. That so, is true. Right. It's. I, I don't want to admit it, but it is. True. And fourteen million is a. That's a lot of money, right? Like that's John Gruden. That's a whole rotisserie chicken. That's the whole rotisserie chicken. Is getting seven million. Right? <laughs> that's, that's not a, the wings, the yeah. thighs. That's, that's the whole chicken. That's the chicken. Stephen A. Smith money. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way, from design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions. July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Uh, let's go to college football. And the and this is it. And it happens. Wait, wait that hasn't put, that has, what are we talking college? That hasn't happened yet? Number three, Clemson. We'll look for the second straight national championship title tonight against number one LSU. And you know the problem I have with this is that Clemson has ranked number three. They haven't lost a game in what, in two years? I know they almost lost to Syracuse last year. That I know. Two. That's enough for me to drop <laughs> them a couple. <laughs> I mean, Clemson, they're awesome. This is it's gonna be this is gonna be a great Give game. Give me the money, Evan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, be, yeah, because we're finally it's been so long since sixteen day layoff. Exactly. Wild, yeah. Give me the money what's the most interesting contrast? Compare contrast the money of these two programs. I, I think the big interesting thing is that even though Clemson from on the football field has been probably the most dominant team of the past six, seven, maybe even decade, um, they are still not financially on par with your blue blood SEC programs, right? So, so LSU's athletic budget is significantly higher. Its football budget is significantly higher. The money they make off of football also significantly higher, um, and that I think is going to change over time if Clemson continues to be. Do they need? Clemson. Do they need other? ACC teams to be successful to get bigger share. Well, of- this is the thing that Clemson can make up ticket sales, right? There's a ten to fifteen million dollar 
difference in football sale ticket sales between Clemson and LSU, LSU being being the higher of those two. Um, Clemson can make that up, right? If they continue to be one of the best teams in the country, there's more demand for season tickets. But you can scared, get more donations. But what scares me about that, yes, you can do all that, but then this is the part that scares me. You gotta win almost you every have to game. Win. Yeah, absolutely. That's scary. You have to win almost. Every. You're like the, you lose an early season game, you're done. Yes, and the thing that you don't need to win to get is the money from your conference. Right. And, and you brought it up. The ACC lags way behind the SEC, and the SEC is renegotiating their TV deals right now. In a couple of years, the share for SEC teams each year, just from media alone before they play a game, is going to be in the sixty million dollar range. Right. And right now, the ACC is at twenty nine million. Right. And that will go up, I think, as well. But the gap between what every SEC gets before they even put a team on the field versus what every ACC team gets uh, is continuing to widen, and that would worry me if I was Clemson. When is the ACC going to get more respect? Is it now? When they win. Well, No, one team's not enough. You you have to have multiple teams – in that in that top ten, top fifteen, yeah, yeah and it's been. I mean, and, and basketball not as big a money maker as football. The ACC basketball this year is, yes. is having a down year, um, but I think more importantly, yeah, the it's it's Syracuse it's just top beat Virginia. To Syracuse just beat Virginia. Where you are, okay, great. Look just, at that. Let me that, shout. That's it. probably bad for the ACC. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> they needed Virginia and exactly. Yeah, and, it, and but by the way, chicken, NBPA. Yes. All, along those same lines, the NBA Players Union wants to help some of its players. Make the chicken. <laughs> yeah. So, what are they doing, Barr? I wrote about it last week. Yes, you did. Uh, the NBA, the superstars like LeBron James and Kevin Durant, they have become serial investors. I like that, by the way. Serial investors. It's true. Lending their names and ideas and money to a number of business ventures and startups, and hopefully other people will follow along. Well, in essence, what the NBPA is doing, in conjunction with, <laughs> by the way, and this just happens, good happenstance for us, in conjunction with Patrick Co. And we just had Mark Patrickoff right. on the show. They are creating an accelerator program. They're going to have people compete with their ideas uh, for uh, mentorship, for an, an official uh, program at the union to help players get their business ideas off the ground. Do you think there is ever a future in which players, in, through some form, get some kind of equity in team valuation? No. Never? No. Why not? Gotcha. It's salary cap-esque. It's very different. They, they don't want players having ownership. There's just too many bad things there for the, for the leagues. It's just too difficult to quantify. Um, what if you get traded? You know, it's just, it's just a it, – it's very difficult. Sure, and I, yeah, I get that you, you shouldn't have ownership in the team that you're on, et cetera. I just wonder if there's like a way to do like a fun – I mean, because we've talked well, about – we've the, talked about the, the idea NBA, of the LP stakes yeah. around – Yeah, I, if I just don't think – there was a way to cut players in on that. You, you see – you saw how hard – and, we, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's, you know, securitization plan seems to be coming to fruition. Yeah. Um, but we've seen how hard the league pushed back on that alone. And it was it's all about sort of a salary cap circumvention and, and what he can do and cannot do with his money from the team. The idea of equity in a team, oh, I, I just don't see the leagues ever allowing it. Interesting. By the way, we should add, uh, Union Executive Director Michelle Roberts, who we've also had on the show, yeah. says that uh, our members are more than basketball players. They are investors, businessmen, entrepreneurs, and stewards of their personal brands, which sums everything up. So you're talking uh, the big guns helping the little guns. Uh, yeah, and but by the way, I, I would like to point out, too, because I know Michelle is big on this, also eligible are former players. Right. Not just current players. She's, she's looking to help those who have helped pave the way. 
This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Mike Lamar, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Novi-Williams. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business world. Oh, wait, i got to tell you this before we go. Oh, okay. uh, uh, remember we talk about esports all the time? Mm-hmm. Yes. My son, yes, I'm going to say the school, Tamaqua High School in Pennsylvania, he's trying out for the esports team. Nice. Overwatch. Nice. And I never thought I would react like this. You're happy. I'm I'm a nervous father mm. for an esports team. Right. It's like, oh, come on, practice, practice. When, I, when, when is try? When is try? It was this going on right now. All right. What, what's the mascot? Uh, I do not know. Oh, oh. I do not know. Oh. So, All right, you got to let us know. Go fighting tomacos. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio Take around care the world chicken. and online wherever you get your podcast. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.